This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back in with you guys for another show for another episode of our transfer series, the Arsenal Transfer Show, every morning at 8 a.m. throughout the rest of the season into the transfer window and all the way up until the close in the end of August, September. I'm not even looking at that end of things at the moment because Arsenal actually needs to get some deals done first because other clubs are starting to move on their players, as you'll learn about today, uh, meaning that Arsenal are going to be missing out unfortunately, or maybe some of the players that you were desperate to see Arsenal sign. I hope you're well. I hope you're doing good. Make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel so that you're getting every single piece of Arsenal information throughout this crazy period. I hope you're doing well in the chat. Ashwin Watkins, I can see you. Uh, very, very keen with the messages this morning. Good stuff. Um, let's crack on with our first story of the day then and talk about this yes amazing that we're still talking about this thing um and there's a reason why it's on the show we're talking about it in this context because the consequences for arsenal of being involved in the european super league um could affect and there was a point at which the financial implications of it possible sanctions of transfer bans banning from european competitions etc um could affect arsenal And it seems to be gradually coming to light uh, what those sanctions will be for Arsenal. And it seems, from doing the relevant amount of research, that Arsenal are actually going to get off fairly lightly uh, in this instance. In fact, only going to incur an effective fine of millions of of kind of pounds, not in the sense of like tens of millions, but not even in the sense of anything that's going to really damage Arsenal's kind of capacity to do anything in the transfer window. We're talking a few million pounds at max. It seems that the fine is going to be given to the clubs that pulled out very, very quickly, like us, the big six, of course, in, in England, and some of the other clubs as well that also went and backed UEFA. The difference is, is for clubs like Real Madrid, for the clubs like Barcelona and Juventus, who are still standing very much firm on the idea of a breakaway league or in future sorting out a new system, they may face some very severe consequences amounting to uh, that of about two years out of European competitions, which is massive um, and a really big thing and will make the Champions League much, much easier to win for the teams that are involved in it when they are involved in it, which could be next season. It could start the season after. We don't know when these 
sanctions are going to come into place. But the good news for Arsenal, if you want to call it good news, relating to the ownership, KSC are, of course, going to be covering any sanction that Arsenal does face. And so transfer activity is not going to be uh, affected, really. I mean, what we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes in regards to the Cronkies and how they're going to be addressing the issue of the club and the situation it's in. We're told to expect big things, uh, is what we keep on being told to expect. Whether that happens is another thing. A couple of kind of, not necessarily bad news. I suppose it could turn into bad news soon, but there's a couple of stories that Arsenal fans aren't going to be too keen on. The first one in revol- revolves, rather, around uh, Kido Taylor-Hart, who is one of our younger players at the club. He is uh, basically coming towards the end of his contract, and Arsenal have been trying to offer him a professional deal for quite a while now. He's doing fairly well for the under-23s. I mean, he got a goal and assist the other day in the 2-2 draw against West Ham. Uh, and he's rated very, very highly, uh, is Taylor Hart. He can play in a multiple uh, kind of positions on the pitch, midfield. He can play even as a forward line. So he's someone that Arsenal want to keep hold of as, as much as they feasibly can. But they are struggling now to get a deal done. Supposedly, these talks with Kido have stalled. And there is a plethora of clubs lining up to try and snatch him away from Arsenal's academy. Um, it's a similar situation to what we've going on with Balogun. Uh, of course, that we've managed to resolve, resolve that situation. But the, the problem is now is that we could be seeing more of these young guys leave. I hope that Arsenal were not cornered in a situation with Balogun where we gave him a ridiculous wage because my prediction earlier in the season about giving a player like Balogun a really kind of decent wage, having not played any Premier League football, means that the other young players are going to look at that contract and go, well, if he's staying... All I need to do is run down my contract, ask for a big fee, or I'm going to go. And if we have done that with Balogun, it is going to have an impact on the subsequent deals that we try to sign our youngsters up. And maybe we are starting to see that happening with a player like Kido Taylor-Hart. Don't overlook this guy. He's very, very highly rated in the youth academy and someone that the club are desperate to hold on to. So fingers crossed Arsenal can uh, sort this one out. The next story, uh, before we go on to kind of the main discussion-based topic, is on Bubakari Samara, uh, who is, of course, the Lille central midfielder. He is someone that I know a lot of Arsenal fans have wanted to see at Arsenal for quite a long time. There have been suggestions that he's kind of the perfect partner um for Thomas Partey bad news is is that he's going to be going to Leicester the deal has effectively been confirmed at this point for around 30 million euros from Lille to uh, the Foxes it's a really good signing for them they've now got such depth in kind of that area of midfield with Samara and, and Didi and Mendy all being able to play that position not to mention the likes of Tielemans and Dennis Pratt that can play in the deeper part of the midfield too their midfield is exceptionally stacked is Leicester's. And it just is another example of that key, real good pieces of recruitment that they've done time after time after time. They just find and identify some good players. They get them in. They get the job done. And it's as simple as that. And Arsenal really need to look at the transfer activity of Leicester because we have just failed so many times, unfortunately, to get the right players in at the right time, do it for... The improvement capacity of this team has just dipped and dipped and dipped as we've signed players like Mustafi, etc., Socrates, not signing in players that are improving us. Even more recently with players like Willian and Cedric, and I know that people like Cedric, but it wasn't a signing that improved us beyond Bellerin. I, I would be looking at signing a right-back 
the upgrades upon Bellerin so that he becomes the backup and we can sell him later and then you bring through one of the youngsters to replace that backup option. It's just the wrong way we've been doing things. We need to be signing players that improve on the positions and Leicester just keep doing it time and time again. So for 30 million euros, absolute snip uh, of, of a signing, amazing uh, piece of business because Samara is a fantastic player and has done really well at helping Lille towards a Liga title this season, which is still a very, very realistic prospect for them. So, in regards to what you're thinking about Samara and Leicester's kind of transfer activity in comparison to Arsenal, let's see what you guys are saying. Um, Satya Brat says uh, Leicester is a club which is properly managed and run. Aaron says fair play Leicester getting things done early. Um, no sleep saying Leicester being proactive there. Manu says Leicester's recruitment is on a next thing. It is just an absolute different level to us completely. Uh, Bradley Costello says, how can Leicester buy all of these players? Because they're smart at their recruitment. They built a solid team. They say, look, come, you can play European football. We've got a project. We're looking to go towards consistent Champions League qualification. And they can offer that. Arsenal have not got that same level of consistency to offer players right now. They've also sold players really well. And they're not... They're not strapped for cash, are Leicester. Selling the likes of Maguire, Kante, Mares, Chilwell, all of these players for loads of money. And they've been able to just keep bringing in players on decent fee and do really well with it. It's, it's so frustrating. Matt G says, stupid question, but how are clubs able to do business before the transfer window opens? It's not a stupid question, mate. You can't officially register the players until the actual window opens, but you can have discussions with clubs. You can put offers on the table. You can sign agreements. You can sign contracts. You just can't register them to the club until that date. Um, sometimes it stops the players from playing. You look at Timo Werner last season, signed early before the transfer window uh, even opened and was registered. And in fact, the transfer window opened so late and they extended the season that because of that situation, Werner couldn't play in the last few games of the Champions League for RB Leipzig. They, of course, got to the Champions League semi-final and went out to PSG. Um, but because of the, the signing that deal early and because of the weird situation of the season, he couldn't then play. But you can sign players before the transfer window opens. You just get those deals done early and then they are registered uh, on the day of basically July the 1st or whenever it opens. So we did it with Podolski. We've done it in the past as well. Um, it's not a very uncommon thing. Um, you just get those pre-agreements in place effectively um, and you sort them out as soon as possible. Um Lincoln says, do you remember when, oh, it's gone off my screen. Do you remember when our fan base turned up their noses at the signing of Dennis Pratt, who has looked an excellent signing for them now? Yes, we have a habit of doing that, Dave. We really do, unfortunately. Um, why didn't we buy Samara, says Bradley. Your guess is as good as mine. They must be very confident about going for another central midfielder if they weren't going to go for Samara. We'll talk a little bit about that in a second. Um, Wesley says, I won't be mad if we get Basuma, of course. Um, Somalia says, get Diawara. Is Diawara you're talking about, the one from Roma? Um, I, I think that the, the likes of Samara are better than him. Basuma is certainly better than him, in my opinion. I, I wouldn't be going down a Diawara route, personally. Uh, Neil Gunnar says, Leicester are proactive and we are still sleeping, giving one goal Willian new contracts. <laughs> Deary me. Uh, Good to have in the chat, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, no Sleep says, we at Arsenal just rarely know what our budget is going to be until the end of the season. And that is a very good point. Of course, Arsenal don't. Well, they know now 
more so because it's unlikely that we're going to be getting European football next season. But it's just frustrating that Arsenal can't seemingly get their business done. Well, let's talk about our main story of the day, which is, of course, about uh, if it's Basuma, the Brighton midfielder. It's been revealed he has handed in an effective transfer request. It may not be in a written form, but he has told um the club that he would like to move on this summer there are obviously a number of clubs that are interested in the main three are ourselves liverpool and manchester city with the situations of man city they've got fernandinho leaving at the end of the season they obviously want to find someone to replace him and compete with the likes of rodri and gundawan they've got lots of other targets of course that they'll be going for but basuma is certainly someone that's on their radar liverpool are more keen than city much more so they're losing genie vinaldum in the summer and of course while genie is more of a, a kind of a number eight than necessarily a number six. They do look at Basuma as someone who can come in and replace him. Klopp has been doing extensive research on this guy beyond just what he's like on match day. They look at him in training. They look at him as kind of his uh, his demeanour and his attitude outside of the matches as well. Liverpool are very keen on Basuma and will be Arsenal's main competitor for his signing. If Arsenal want to get this done, they need to go in like Leicester have with Samara, put the money on the table to, to Brighton and say, look, we want him. We want to sign him. Here's the money. Here's your contract offer. Get the deal done as quick as possible because otherwise they are going to get blown out the water by Liverpool and they will be, you'd think, a more kind of attractive option in regards to their stature in the table and their competitive capacity. Whereas Arsenal, the only thing really going for them is maybe the option to offer in more wages than Liverpool are willing to go. And also the promise of more regular football than he may get at Liverpool with the likes of Fabinho, Thiago Alcantara, etc. already still there. That's also a big thing for them. But it looks like Basuma is most certainly going to be on the move this season after handing in this verbal transfer request to the club. Um, and they're willing to let him go for around that £30 million mark, supposedly. That is the figure that they're looking for. It would effectively double the amount of money that they spent on him from Lille. Um, so it's a good piece of business on their behalf as well. And with the situation of his contracts, the fact where they are in the league, they're not in a very strong negotiating position. £30 million is probably about right for what you're going to get for the player, um, which I thought is still actually quite a lot less than it was going to be a few months ago. Um, so that's actually quite a positive thing. For Arsenal, let's get your thoughts in the chat box regarding uh, Bissouma then and how you're feeling about the player. Um, Dave says, I live down in Brighton country and everyone down here really rates Bissouma. Um, Matt G says, Bissouma handing in a transfer request is a couple of weeks before we play Brighton so he can audition for us. Good work, Bissouma. Uh, Satya Bright says, Bissouma's links with Pepe and Gabriel makes me uh, feel good about the situation. Uh, we're getting that Mali connection, uh, of course, in the club. Um, Satya Brat says, Basuma's links with Pepe. Oh, we talked about it. Sorry, the, the Mali and Lille connection. I see what you're saying there. Uh, Shrikant says, uh, you guys need to give Arteta a chance next season. We can always sack him when he underperforms, but sacking him now doesn't make sense. It's clear that some players are not playing for him. We'll have to wait and see, mate, if that turns out to be the case. Uh, Manu Clerk says, look at Kamavinga, for example. These big clubs have probably had a verbal agreement with him for years. Well, he's an interesting one because we don't know where he's going to go. Bayern, Real Madrid, we don't know as of yet. Uh, Blade Gunner says, hey, Tom, do you realistically think, or do you rather really think, that the great Arsenal board have what it takes to turn this around? I like Erdogan, but I think we should get him. Um, Basuma is a beast, and I hope we can sign him as well. I think that we can get better players um, than Erdogan for the fee that it would cost. 
I think when you're looking at how much Real Madrid would want, and they're not our biggest fans right now because of the whole Super League situation, and you can go out and set a, say, a Buendia that's transitioned to the league, that's scoring and assisting like crazy, he'd be someone I'd rather go for. He's more versatile as well um, than what Erdogan is. So I think there's players out there that I would go for, probably over the Norwegian, just for their output and the amount of money that they would cost in comparison to him as well. Uh, Matt G says we should do a cash plus uh, Eddie and Ketia deal for uh, for Bissouma. Very interesting. Not sure if Brighton would be interested in that. They've got Neil Mope and Welbeck, of course. Do they want Nketiah? Something that you'd have to think about. No Sleep says would love Bissouma, although we might have a problem with the midfield when the African Cup of Nations comes around. Of course, Partey would be involved in that. El Neni could be involved in that. Um, and, and Basuma for Mali as well. So we'll have to think about that and we need to make sure that we've got enough cover should we need it. Of course, it can last for a couple of weeks if they go out in the group stage, but it can last for a whole month. So it's something that you need to be really kind of concerned and worried and cautious about, if so. Sally Bright says, I hope that Richard Garlic does a better job than Hus Farmy. He's got obviously a lot more responsibilities than Hus Farmy had, but uh, he's got a lot of experience with the Premier League and West Brom previously as well. Arsenal has recently had a momentum of handing out ridiculous contracts. Hopefully we learn from some of our mistakes next season. Ansgar says, for me, it's Basuma or Neves. Both are great options. Mini Boss says Partey and Basuma are too similar and they're box to box. I disagree with you. Um Basuma is nowhere near as kind of progressive as as Partey. He's, he's much more disciplined. You look at his the style of passing that he has, you look at his heat maps and how he differs from Partey. Partey is a lot more forward thinking than what Basuma is. People assume that they're very similar. As I say, if you go and watch our tactical breakdown of Guido Rodriguez, we actually compare him to both Basuma and Partey, and you can see how actually different they are on the pitch. So I'd say that they're not similar, and Partey would be definitely a lot better for it, having uh, Basuma next to him. In fact, we did a little bit of statistical analysis on this. Um, against Wolves, Basuma was excellent. Eight defensive duels with 63% success rate on those, 10 interceptions, six recoveries, four clearances, and he completed 100% of his dribbles as well. He did really well uh, against Brighton. Um, and, and Basuma is a lot more kind of on that defensive end of the perspe- of the spectrum, sorry, than what Partey is. Even though Partey's certainly got a, a very strong defensive capacity to his game, he's a lot more kind of all-round, whereas Basuma skews more towards the defensive end of the scale. That's where we're going to wrap things up today, guys. Thank you ever so much for tuning in. Make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe if you're new to the channel. We're back here every single day at 8 a.m. to give you all of the latest Arsenal transfer news. Get the discussion going in the chat box, as always, as well. And tonight, we'll be back with a podcast at 8.30. And we're joined by Mike uh, from the Gooners pod, Adam from the Football pet, from the football Terrace, and Chris from a Burkamp Wonderland is all going to be here to discuss things at 8.30pm UK time. So make sure you're tuning in for that. I'll see you again tomorrow and this evening. And as always, up the Arsenal. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. 
Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.